0: Packers, Niners, tomorrow night, 7 kickoff. Wayne Larvey and The Rock Larry McCarron will have the call right here on WTMJ. Wayne joins us live on WTMJ. Good morning, sir. Good morning. So before we get into the X and O's of this uh, matchup tomorrow night, I just wanted to ask you, Wayne, you're a lifetime Packers fan, as am I. And this Packers 49ers thing, it's a relatively recent rivalry in the pantheon of the team's existences. Uh, It it started in the 90s. Do you think this has the same juice as other Packers rivalries do?
1: Boy, you know, Gene, uh, largely because it's, you know, it, it generated in the playoffs. Um, I don't know if it really does. I mean, it's certainly not up there with Bears and Vikings and, and teams like that, but it's a good postseason rivalry because of the number of times they played. And, you know, recently with these coaches, Shanahan and LaFleur, uh, this is going to be, what, the fifth game they have played against each other in the last three years. So um, for the moment, yeah, this is a good rivalry.
2: Wayne, this Niners team is scorching hot right now. Which weapon offensively for them concerns you, and do you think concerns Joe Barry the most? Is it Debo Samuel, kind of that jack-of-all-trades, or is it George Kittle, who's obviously one of the best tight ends in the league?
1: Yeah, George Kittle uh, is a guy to keep an eye on because he's been very quiet recently. Uh, I don't know what's happened to him in their offense. Uh, they've deviated to other uh, weapons, Devo Samuel being the principal one. But Elijah Mitchell's another guy you've got to watch, the running back. Um, reminds me a little bit of Aaron Jones. He's thicker and bigger than Aaron Jones, but he has four three speed. He runs inside. He's their inside runner. But when he breaks to the outside and if he gets a crease, he's gone uh, because nobody's going to catch him. So, you know, those are the two players that I'm most concerned about. I'm sure Joe Berry is as well. Samuel is just an incredible, um, unique player, the most unique player in the National Football League, and that he's an All-Pro caliber wide receiver. And he's really—he'd be a thousand-yard rusher if you handed him the ball or not.
0: Yeah, and in the past, the Packers have seemed to have trouble with really talented tight ends matchup issues. They don't have linebackers that seem to keep up with guys like a Kittle.
1: I think they're a little better equipped to handle a guy like Kittle, um, and and again, he's hey, he's a certified USDA Grade One Packers killer. Okay, you know that. Uh, you've seen him make big plays and big games against the Packers, but he has been quiet down the stretch for San Francisco. But I'm sure Shanahan has some plans for him.
2: You can check out Wayne's play-by-play podcast right now at WTMJ.com. Wayne, I know you had Rick Goslin on there this week, and he puts out his annual special teams rankings. They came out this week. The Packers were ranked dead last. How big of a concern do you think that is for them going into the postseason? I
1: don't know if anyone has either gone to or won the Super Bowl ranking dead last in those rankings, and he's put that together. We uh, we were in Kansas City together um, when Frank Gans, the great special teams coach of the Chiefs, started uh putting this this uh list of things that he considered uh when uh, you know ranking special teams together and then Rick just expanded on that over the years and it's one of the reasons why Rick is in the Hall of Fame the pro football Hall of Fame um but at any rate uh I, I don't know if they have and I, Rick is looking that up right now but um this is uh this is an area of concern guys because you know that's a third of the game uh when you think about it uh, but here's the deal with San Francisco Uh, As Kyle Shanahan said last week, he said, listen, we we don't need to win the game on special teams, but we can't lose it on special teams. I think the Packers are in the same boat. Don't lose the game on special teams.
2: Yeah, just no mistakes. Wayne Larrabee with us here on Wisconsin's Morning News on WTMJ. Wayne, you've called so many of these cold-weather games in the playoffs over the course of the years. What effect does that have uh, on this particular game with the styles that these two teams, the Packers and the Niners, play? I, I really don't
1: think it has a big effect. Now, obviously, you know, they can they can run offense and defense these days. They have the clothing. They have the techniques, everything in place to handle cold weather. The thing that gets in – Mike McCarthy used to tell me this all the time. The one thing they can't deal with is wind. So if you get cold with a strong wind, that impacts everything you do offensively. Um, the rest of it, if it's just cold, it's fairly calm, winds under you know, around 10 miles an hour – They can deal with that. Uh, That's not a problem for either team. And both of these teams travel well because they run the football exceptionally well. San Francisco especially, guys, the way they play the game on both sides of the ball, that travels. Uh, That is physical play in the trenches, stop the run, run the football. That travels in any kind of weather, including windy weather, too.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating chess match tomorrow night at Lambeau Field, Seven fifteen kickoff here on WTMJ. Voice of the Packers, Wayne Larrabee, live on WTMJ. Hope we're talking about a win Monday morning, sir. <laughs>
1: Hope so, Gene. Take care. Have a good weekend.